Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we're going through the book of Lamentations, so we're doing Lamentations 4 and 5, Lamentations from the word lament, which is that intense anguish of sorrow and pain, um, and that's exactly what Jeremiah is doing. It's almost like, you know, he gave all the forewarnings, he, he did what God asked, go tell people that these things are going to happen if they don't turn their ways, if they don't repent and turn from their evil ways they didn't listen they didn't listen they didn't listen but i'm sure he stayed strong in the midst of that but once they were captured and exiled to babylon and he stayed as a remnant um and then he stayed with the people because there were some poor people that were left the only ones that were exiled were like the royalty the upper class probably the middle to upper class and then the lower class was left behind Jeremiah decided to stay because the option was given to him. He decided to stay. and But while he stayed, he saw the people suffer, suffer so bad. And that's what he's writing about because even though he knew they had, they deserved the consequences, it's still painful to watch people suffer. And so that's what he's writing in the book of Lamentations. Um, and you might go, wow, this is this is very sad. This is very sorrowful. Sometimes when people are suffering and they read things like that, it's kind of like when you listen to a song that's, let's say somebody has a breakup, and then what do they do? They go listen to songs with about a breakup. Why would they do that? I don't know. It just it's it speaks to their heart, their soul. But I also think it makes them feel not alone. They're identifying like someone else has suffered, like I suffer. And that's just kind of comforting. And so when you read Lamentations, you realize a whole group of people have suffered. Um, and you might be able to identify something that through that. Or imagine listening to a love song where somebody just broke up or there was... And then at the end of the song or a movie, they actually both found each other again. And then we're happy. Well, there's those threads throughout Lamentations where God is giving people hope. Yes, the people are suffering so terribly, but God gives people hope. Um, so let's just read a little bit of four. How the gold has, was, has lost its luster, the fine gold became dull. The sacred gems are scattered at every street corner. How the precious children of Zion once worth their weight in gold, are now considered as pots of clay, the work of a potter's hands. Even jackals offer their breasts to nurse their young. But my people have become heartless, like ostriches in the desert. Because of thirst, the infant's tongue sticks to the roof of its mouth. The children beg for bread, but no one gives it to them. Wow. Those who once ate delicacies are destitute in the streets. Those brought up in royal purple now lie in ash heaps. The punishment of my people is greater than that of Sodom, which was overthrown in a moment without a hand turned to help her. Their princes were brighter than snow and whiter than milk. Their bodies were ruby, no, ruddy than rubies. Their appearances like lapis lazuli. But now they are blacker than soot. They are not recognized in the streets. Their skin was shriveled on their bones. It has become as dry as a stick. Wow. 
Those killed by the sword are better off than those who die of famine. Racked with hunger, they waste away for lack of food from the fields. With their own hands, compassionate women have cooked their children who became their food when people, when my people were destroyed. Is that a detail of suffering? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. I don't think I would cook my own children. I'd rather die. Um, okay. But the kings of the earth did not believe, nor did any of the people of the world, that enemies and foes could enter the gates of Jerusalem. But it happened because of the sins of their prophets and the iniquities of her priests who shed within her the blood of the righteousness of the righteous. What? Okay. So there's, it's funny cause, um, my cousin was just talking to me about, um, you know, trespasses and iniquities, trespasses are sins that you commit that you know you're doing. You know, you go, you steal, or you're doing something, you know, you're doing, you know, you committed a sin. So, um, you suffer the consequences of that sin, something you did, you knew. Or you certainly knew afterwards, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That was really bad. That was sinful. That's a, t- a, a trespass. Iniquity is a sin that you suffer the consequences that you didn't realize you were doing. Maybe, you know, you went out of town and you found this in the Mayan area and you found these idols and you thought they were cute little t- trinkets and you brought them to your home, but they were actually idols made to worship. They're actually idols and you brought them into your home. That's committing a sin, even though you didn't really realize at the time. Or iniquity is a sin that maybe you're suffering because of your ancestors, because of your parents, because of a loved one in your family, you have to suffer. Um, Or someone led you astray and you didn't realize. Someone taught you, like he's saying here, a priest or a prophet the iniquities of the priests. So the priests taught them something. They thought it was true. Didn't go find out for themselves. Didn't go to God directly. And they followed the ways of the priests. And the priests led them astray. Led them into sinful ways. Imagine if someone says, oh, it's okay. You know, God's okay with that. And you didn't know that it wasn't okay. Um, let's say somebody grows up in a family where... The parents say, hey, it's okay if you live together. It's okay if you live like that. Or it's okay if you commit adultery. It's fine. And that child grows up thinking it's okay, but it's not. And so they suffer the sins of those iniquities, committing a sin that they didn't realize. But at some point when you're an adult, you take responsibility for your actions and your, your teachings and go into the word and say, what does God say about that? What is the truth? And that's what an iniquity is. When you're committing a sin, but you didn't really realize, or you were led in the wrong direction, led astray. And that's why they were saying here. But it happened because of the sins of her prophets and the iniquities of her priests, who shed, who shed within her the blood of the righteous. Craziness, right? So quite a lot of suffering. At the end of chapter 4, it says, verse 21, Rejoice and be glad, daughter Edom, you who live in the land of Uz, 
but you who also but to you also the cup will be passed you will be drunk and stripped naked so this is the suffering your punishment will end okay but now the hope but but it's almost like if it said but but your punishment will end daughter zion he will not prolong your exile but he will punish your sin daughter edom and expose your wickedness so it's going to happen but there is hope okay moving down to the last chapter last chapter remember lord what has happened to us look and see our disgrace our inheritance has been turned over to strangers our homes to foreigners we have become fatherless and mothers are widows we must buy the water we drink our wood can be had only at a price those who pursue us are at our heels we are weary and find no rest we submitted to egypt and assyria to get enough bread our ancestors sinned and are no more and we bear their punishment so it's the ancestors who committed these sins and they've died they're old or they they just died but now the people have to deal with what's left behind very much like we're dealing now in the united states yes there's still evil of course massive evil but the decisions that a lot of our politicians made and our ancestors for not sticking up and fighting for goodness godliness we are now suffering exactly like what's happening today because we all got nicey nicey politically correct we didn't want to call out sin for sin and we didn't want to talk about you know don't talk about the devil don't talk about demons because it offends people so we stopped talking about it we stopped calling sin sin because we wanted to be nicey nice we wanted everyone to like us um slaves rule over us and there is no one to free us from their hands we get our bread at the risk of our lives because of the sword of the desert our skin okay moving down let's move down to verse 18 joy is gone from our hearts our dancing has turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. Because of this, our hearts are faint. Because of these things, our eyes grow dim. For Mount Zion, which lies desolate with jackals prowling over it, you, Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. Why do you always forget us? Why do you forsake us for so long? Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return, renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and are, ang and are angry with us beyond measure. And that's how it ends. That's how it ends. Great, great suffering. Even though it's almost like at the end you just go, it's almost like you just like, just surrender. You just surrender to whatever the consequences one deals with, you have to deal with. And the acknowledgement that the Lord reigns forever and his throne endures from generation to generation. Amazing, right? Amazing! This book of Lamentations was crazy intense, like a very painful love song, which it kind of is. It's like a painful love song. God um, breaking up with his people, the people suffering the pain of the loss of God, turning away from them, and God even suffering 
the loss of his love. But giving hope, if you repent, we could still be together. Oh, isn't that amazing? Okay, my friends, that was Lamentations 4 and 5. Amazing, amazing book. I never thought that before, but I did today. Wow. Hope you enjoyed that. Go back and read. And just remember, it's a very painful love song. Amazing. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, I shall talk to you soon because tomorrow we start Ezekiel. And oh my gosh, Ezekiel has so many chapters, like 40 something chapters. We're going to be in it for a while. Looks like 48. Woo! 48 chapters. We're going to be together for a long time in the book of Ezekiel. Okay, my friends, have a great day. I shall see you soon.